and welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your other co-host, Nick. And I am still your co-host, Jeff. Uh, this is our podcast. We are a couple of friends that are half a continent apart that are uh, wanting to spend a little more time getting together and talking about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Nick. Jeff. <laughs> I... I am definitely a crier, and I want to talk about that a little bit and maybe talk about some of the things that have made me cry over the years. I am such a sucker for a good story uh, that is, uh, you know, jerking on the heartstrings. I've been a crier at movies and TV shows my entire life, and I want to talk about that, about some of the things that have made me... Can I tell you that's really endearing? That's, like, <laughs> the most endearing. That's, and it's also very Jeff. That's the most Jeff well, thing I've ever heard. I, I, in, a, in a good way, in a good way. I genuinely. mean, that that is my thing, is I, li- you know, I live with my heart on my sleeve, so you're certainly going to hear exactly how I feel about things 99.999% of the time. Uh, with very little reservation. But Nick, I before we go into that, and I talk to you about some of the things that I've uh, felt over the years, uh, I want to know, what's your experience with crying? Like, it's a very non-male thing to do. Uh, no, so that, that's... But um, what, what's the, your so, experience been? So I try really hard not to let gender norms be a normalized thing that are controlling my life or... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ma- traditional senses of masculinity uh, to be an important, you know, guiding principle or factor in my life or anything that I care about. Um, but crying is one that's hard for me to shake. It's uh, as when I feel myself getting to a point of wanting to or needing to cry, I kind of shut down or try to disconnect or whatever. Like I just kind of Break it off, what right? Is, Whatever it is, conversation. What is most so like? I don't want to talk about personal life stuff because that is no, no, more depressing than uh, the rest. But is there like, is there a particular thing in media that gets you dogs, 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 animals, animals, and dogs? I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but the scene in I Am Legend actually just like I can't watch that movie. I can't. Yeah. I, I obviously I haven't watched it in forever. It, was, it came out when we were pretty like young or adolescents or whatever. But like, is that the scene that where scene, he has to put his dog down? Basically, he does. Oh man, his dog's got the got whatever this zombie disease is, and he's he realizes it. And he's been alone with a dog for for so long, and just like it breaks me. I can't handle it. I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I don't want to be negative in this show, but like, you could tug on my heartstrings with any. I mean, animals are like, are you know, they're they're not like us. They're not. But they're, they're so the innocent, mix. and that's what's so yes. hard. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Oh so, man. The, the, I didn't mean to get sad. No, <laughs> well, we're, gonna, like, we're literally we are literally talking about crying, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wait, is crying is crying sometimes considered a sad topic? Did you is that not usually a happy topic? <laughs> did you watch joy Did love? you watch Homeward Bound back in the day? Yeah, uh, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I've watched a really disproportionate amount of Homeward Bound in my life. I I'm not kidding. My sister, my older sister, was the kind of kid that like bugged the crap out of their parents to do things like just like controlled things by bugging them. And one of her things was that she literally fell asleep for three years in a row every night with Homeward Bound or Homeward oh Bound gosh. 2 on. Three years in a row. She can repeat every word of that movie, even today. It's not like we watch the movie anymore, but she'll quote it sometimes as a joke to mess with my dad because he's just, like, traumatized. 
I don't. So yes. So, so yes, I was overbound. I don't even remember exactly the details. I just remember how much I cried every time it happened. Like, was it? Is it Peter that is the dog that comes back in the first one, or uh, the cat? I believe so. I, even... I, I I didn't watch it this much. My sister was much older than me, so um, so like I was like four during this this so <laughs> this I, I'm, stretch, I'm just gonna go down the list of things that have made randomly made me cry i do believe years. it is peter like i'm i'm gonna look it up um yeah oh no no peter peter's the the uh owner of the dogs oh no the line is like peter uh, like i i worried about you so or whatever oh my gosh that makes me cry again gosh dang it yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> when, so when they precious. first make it home. Oh my gosh! Okay, because the dogs are worried about their freaking. Oh, we can't death. talk about that, this. the movie's perfect. When, the movie's like, because literally the entire show is being worried about them. Uh man, that's so so. Gosh dang it! Uh the the other things that I remember, like I was just taking notes of random things I could think of uh, over the years. Did you ever so Land Before Time? Yeah, watch Land Before Time. I don't really, I don't really remember Land Before Time. I did watch it as a kid a couple of times, I, for sure. <laughs> and like, I have, I have gotten emotional on the show one other time, and it was talking about teachers and stuff. Uh, in uh, in uh, Land Before Time, there one of them. I think it was one of the first or second one. But there's a time where Littlefoot thinks that his shadow, like the, I think he's the brontosaur or whatever, like the long neck guy. Um, yeah. He thinks that his shadow is his mom. And like that, like I literally cried like every time that happened. Oh, man. Um, we'll quickly move on past that. Uh, did you read, did I already ask you? <laughs> like now I'm like emotional. I'm forgetting the things I just asked you. I know. It's okay. Um, it's okay. That, did you read the, where the red fern grows? I don't believe I have. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's do you, like, do you know the book though? Like, do you, have you heard that? I assume so. Like, it's, I have, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. They made it. Into, they made it into a movie too, right? It's a movie and a, think, a book. I think so. Here's here's my story with where the red fern grows, and my my mother listens to this podcast, so she'll know for sure that this is a true story. But I read that in like fourth or fifth grade or something, and mm-hmm. uh, like I've always been a big dog lover, and it's a uh, it's one again as a person who uh, likes dogs. That's not a good one to read. But mm-hmm. I remember reading the end of that story and going to my parents' room and crying and then laying in bed with them as like a fifth or sixth grader. And I just, that is not a thing. I don't know. Like, yeah, that as a dog person, that is not going to be a one that you want to look up and read. There's lots of other things we could read together, Nick. Let's pick not that one. Okay. Well, we won't do that one. I told you that I read a book over uh, my wife's shoulder just like literally uh, like 10 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago or something. Um, but the book we read uh, where I read over her shoulder was uh, the book, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of that? Uh, I haven't. Um, it's by here. I believe it's by Bruce Cameron. I think that's right. Um, excuse my typing listeners i apologize oh no it's not by him it's by uh garth stein uh our racing in the rain is about a uh a guy and, and his dog and 
uh, a bunch of metaphors, but it takes place from the perspective of the dog. And let me oh, tell you, what that that one that one broke me. Oh, I was like, geez. I'm not even in love with this book necessarily. Like, but I just was like, I my my wife had to like take breaks from reading it so that I could compose myself <laughs> like a child. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying oh, to. Man. I know you're in the book. I'm just <sighs> so. I'm going to get into two things, the most two recent ones. Um, but uh, one before, like, there's a, it's still a little bit back in the history of things. Um, did you ever watch Up? Yeah. That yeah. beginning of that movie. Oh, Jeff, I, why are we talking about really sad I things, just, I'm trying to be, like, honest. Like, I've, like, these are things I legitimately, like, I'm like either cried or bawled at so here you go no it's fair right, we'll, we'll move on so these are things that i have since my kids have been alive so i like it just the only reason why i say that it's not that it's necessarily because i have kids but i can place it in the timeline which means this has been in the last four years uh did you watch tom hanks play uh mr rogers and won't you be my neighbor no, I was assuming that it would break me, that it would not work out well for my for my meanness, so for my happiness. I watched Mr. Rogers as a kid. We grew up in Kansas. I you know, I didn't have, you know, cable. I didn't have uh uh satellite TV until I was like 13 or 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up on PBS and stuff like that. That was a super entertaining big part of like the when we could spend time watching tv that was a thing i spent a lot of time on but then to find out how cool and wholesome and good of a person mr rogers was turns out he was a super big advocate for you know the people that benefited from his tv series like myself uh and then to watch uh somebody as wholesome as tom hanks which it's hard to hate anything tom hanks has ever yeah, done completely agree that was extremely emotional uh of a thing like i like i i wanted to go into that thinking like oh man this is going to be a fun tom hanks show and i've i've loved tom hanks my entire life like this will be good i love uh mr rogers i know the story it'll be really cool Turns out I just cried like the entire back half of the movie. Oh man! Uh, because yeah, I can imagine. It's, just, it's like man, like I, I benefited so much from this guy. Turns out, <laughs> behind the scenes, my entire life, he was just advocating for the sort of thing that he was doing. It's a super cool thing. The last thing that I'll mention, <laughs> which is <laughs> this, this one is kid related. So, Nick, did you watch, uh, it, like, the original Pokemon movie when it came out, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Jeff, did you cry at the original Pokemon? I cried at the so original Pokemon back in the yeah. day. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, I've since watched... Pikachu Pikachu just throwing punches don't, is, don't like... Don't talk about it. I need to talk about this, it's Nick. It's sad. Talk... No. It's sad. Uh, but no, the crazy thing about that is Averin has really enjoyed uh, Pokemon stuff, and it's not his favorite thing in the world, but he definitely gets on these kicks about it. But like watching the Pokemon movie with him, it, like he gets so concerned when they're doing the fighting against each other thing, and like that whole thing Aww. when Ash dies or dies with quotes around it. I mean, he's fine, obviously, but uh, yeah. 
Oh my freaking gosh. Like how does how does some dumb show from 25 years mm-hmm. ago or whatever it was like still ah man it is such an interesting combination of something that is entertaining to a 4-year-old and heart-wrenching for a 30 whatever year old. Like it is I don't know, it's very crazy how that happens. Like props to them for finding the heartstrings of people for the last three decades but like man for for walking the line yeah you know and for instilling an image that i haven't watched that since i since probably i mean i don't know i may have had a vhs of it or something i guess but i mean i didn't ever you know even as an adolescent i didn't like go back and watch that but i still remember you said that i was like oh yeah yeah, pikachu throwing punches just like just Oh, absolutely man, exhausted and just i i knew exactly what you're talking about <laughs> I, I, oh as a, as a person very susceptible to crying that is uh chief among them anyways so that is i've now come clean on the record on the podcast i am willing to cry at anything <laughs> given the merit that's okay worth crying about so 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 let me give uh give you two that are um uh, that are not as uh, good and that they aren't as innocent as those. All of those are really good examples of just like super innocent things. And that's why it, it, part of the reason that there's, they can be so emotional because like the, 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 you know, like not just the loss of innocence. Before, just, before you get into you know, this part, can I tell ahead. you, I also cried at every single Rocky movie, I think. Really? That's, that's, <laughs> I, 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 that is very Jeff. That's very on brand. That's very on brand. Sports things can have like a very uh, gripping thing for I mean like especially for you and me who like have a background in sports yeah. I think when you th- th- it can feel really personal when uh, you feel like you can owe a lot to sports and sports have meant a lot to you I know that for some people who don't love sports that it feels like it's just uh, silly jocks with their sports ball but like I mean dude sports was like the reason I was able to be socially involved yeah. at all as a kid I moved around a lot and like sp- so sports gave me friendships you know mm-hmm. what i mean i like so I, i'm with you even uh, rocky isn't you know a traditional sports movie and that it's not a bunch of kids playing baseball or whatever but like it's still completely a sports movie in the end i, I don't know i okay yeah, nick I don't have you it. ever seen any or all of the rocky movies i need to know i watched the i watched Ro- the original rocky when i was a kid but i haven't watched oh, it in a long man. time all right, we I'm need the, okay, the worst. The worst, first right? we need to watch the Chiefs Super Bowl, and then next we need to watch the entire Rocky series together. We're, I guess we're doing it. Okay, and you're just gonna cry oh, every time, man. and I'm gonna be no, yeah, no, good. I, I'm good. good now. Like I've I've co- I've cried enough times, I can now just like objectively <laughs> okay. watch them. Uh, but man, as a young kid, anyways, yeah, go ahead. I, okay, let me give you two two uh, that like absolutely break me, and I have to stop watching. Um, uh, one I haven't seen in a long time, in part because when I was young, it gave me a really emotional reaction, and I just decided I wasn't going to watch it again because I was like, ah, nope, I'm not going to make myself want to cry. But have you seen Little Miss Sunshine? Um, have I? I don't. I don't think so. So it's a 2006 American uh, tragic comedy, uh, and there is like just there's two things of that movie that just like absolutely break me. It has Steve Carell and maybe like his most serious role uh, like ever. Yeah, no, I definitely worked at Blockbuster when this came out, but I don't think I ever watched it. Oh yeah. Well, there's a, there is a angsty little teenager who has a moment of just like his life 
being feeling like his life gets thrown out and as a angsty little teenager who maybe wasn't that angsty or that that motivated this this guy was way more motivated than a better guy uh, more uh, had it more together but anyways point being that uh when his life gets thrown upside down in a moment it just like hurts me and then the other one is um have you watched the ozarks have we talked talked about this i think we've talked about it like off the pod but no i haven't watched the ozarks uh it's the there's a one episode of the ozarks the second to last episode of the most recent season that is not okay it's not okay it it hurts dude it is like the most it's it's like building the entire episode and it's like these hour-long uh you know drama uh drama episodes but the entire episode there's just this this heavy gloom over the episode and you like I don't know if you really consciously know what's happening right away or if it takes a little while or what, but man, dude, it just, I'm not going to watch it again because it's maybe the best episode of television I've ever seen, but it's just, it's way too emotional. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to go away from the innocent examples or anything too strongly, but like that, like recently that we, Jen and I watched that, uh, around the start of, of, uh, the pandemic and it's, it's, uh, it hurt me. That's a net hurt me, Jeffrey. <laughs> that that's a Netflix one, right? Yes, it is. It is. That we we might have to add that one to the to the backlog. The list. Yep, to the list. Oh man. Okay, man. Jeff. Let's let's go talk about something that's not going to make me want to be sad anymore. Remember when this is about fun and interesting? Yeah, topics <laughs> that are fun and interesting to us. I am your co-host, Jeff. <laughs> I'm 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 your sad Nick. <laughs> your sad Nick. Speaking of things that don't make me sad, I remember back in the pre-pandemic days of vacations and travel, uh, one of my favorite times was out west, uh, out on the beaches of California. We got to enjoy a lot of things. Heck, we even got to hang out with Nick and uh, his wife, Jen, my my wife and I, and we had an all-around good time. What we didn't know, though, is that we were going to be starting a podcast, and what we didn't know at the time that we started the podcast is that we were going to be sponsored by a company from that very same area. We would like to thank this week our sponsor, Santa Cruz Mountain Essentials. You can check out the clothing line at semessentials.com. As we've mentioned the past couple weeks, uh, in addition to some awesome clothing, you can also support a uh, nonprofit of your choice, as well as plant a tree. And again, if that was not enough, you can also support both SEM Essentials and our very own podcast by using TYWSAP at checkout to save 10%. That's TYWSAP at checkout. Seriously, they're great people, and uh, like just real talk here, we very much appreciate them. Uh, I've worn my, my zip hoodie like a thousand times at this point. Also, in addition to buying something at scmessentials.com, you can also check them out on Instagram. They have a number of things that they share on there. Uh, you can give them a follow and help support their business. Thank you so much, Santa Cruz Mountain Essentials, for your support of our show. Nick, one thing I want to talk about before we get into our uh, final topic of the night is I want to talk about pickled eggs uh, and <laughs> like or and or other things that are unexpectedly good. Like I've been a fan of pickles in general, separate from sandwiches. Like I'm a very adamant person uh, when it comes to I don't want to have my like if I if I want to get a hamburger somewhere. I don't want to have pickles on that hamburger. Like I feel like it completely overwhelms the taste. 
but I do like pickles by themselves. Like I feel like they they have some merit. Oh, I, uh, so yeah, I I am not a pickle guy. Not, not, I do not, not a pickle like pickles at all. Any, yeah. No. Okay. Mm-mm. So <laughs> this might be uh, a very short segment. I <laughs> while I'm talking about this thing, I want to talk about anything that you think uh, might be something that is unexpectedly good. Uh, I think I have maybe one other thing, but I very well may forget it as I'm talking. So. I recently was introduced to the fact that pickled eggs existed. I didn't even know that that was a thing. But apparently, when you are done eating pickles, you can hard-boil eggs, put them in a pickle jar with where the pickles used to be with their pickle juice, and then you pickle <laughs> the hard-boiled eggs, and they're now pickled eggs. Did you know that this was a thing? I didn't really know it was a thing. Uh, I, I did. I did, yeah. Have you, have uh, you had a pickled egg on. before? I I have not. Um, is I, I don't like pickles, so I'm not, and I'm not like a I, I'm not like a crazy egg guy. I, I like eggs. That's not fair. I, I like eggs, but like Jeff, can I just ask real quick? I'm not trying to call you out here. I'm not trying to put a damper on your love of pickled <laughs> okay. eggs. I I really am okay. not trying to be a negative Nancy here. Is this the worst thing you can do to your breath? Or pickled eggs the worst that you can make your breath smell? <laughs> Dang! Because it sounds to me you, you like me deep as here. You, that that I is a me. valid that is a valid question. Like, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a negative guy. I really am not. I'm just saying, like, the combination does not sound like it's good for I, I really like, like I feel tuna. like I need to brush my teeth the moment after. Uh, like, uh, tuna, I, yep. uh, okay. like, I really like tuna. Uh, I feel like that might be a competitor, but you're not freaking far off as far as what it does to you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... One of the things that I all so this is I feel like more generally uh, acceptable. This was something that I first had like when I was like twelve years old or something. I don't remember what it was. Nick. Okay. So you've heard of peanut butter? I feel like. Uh, once or twice. And yeah. Jelly, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Nick, if I have, if yeah. You, okay. if you toast a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ooh. The peanut butter gets hot. The jelly gets hot. It is literally like, I mean, I certainly have the things that are my favorite things, and like they don't need to be gimmicks to be delicious. But as far as gimmicky deliciousness goes, like my freaking goodness, have I never gotten over the fact of how good a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich is? Wait, that sounds awesome. It is awesome nick like i like like that's the kind of weird that i can totally get into with food that's the like kind of like oh why would you mess with no 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 mess with mess with my favorites how do you make the the favorites better (laughs) i want i want some freaking toasted peanut peanut butter jelly right now complete credit to random kid and uh person that i was close to back in 2000 and uh probably 2002 or whatever uh but man that of all the random things that have stuck with me, that has stuck with me the hardest. I've done that for my kids. They they approve. They like it too. There's very few things that I think are kind of fringe weird things that also my kids can adopt uh, as things that they love. So I okay. feel like, Nick, if, if I can like it and my kids can like it, who are very picky, I feel like that is <laughs> that is a good cross-section right there I'm that you need kidding. to give it a try. Oh wait, I don't know if I have my uh, the jelly that I really like. Uh, we don't. We don't okay. have to do the thing where we did the cereal and water. 
no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, I'm not kidding when I say that, like, I'm going to go out of my way to do this, like, as soon as possible. I will try to be doing this, like, tomorrow uh, if I can get the jelly that I that I don't think we have. Funny, so, like, yeah. like, har har, funny, funny podcast, whatever. Like, friend to friend, you need to give it a go. It is delicious. <laughs> Well, you know, har har, funny, funny podcast, whatever. That's I know you didn't say it that way, but that's how I feel. Like, that's a really rough description of our conversations here, Jeff. I really take these seriously. I don't know about you, but um, okay. So, Nick, do you have a thing from your childhood or a young adulthood, or I guess that's as far no. as it goes. You as young adulthood, Nick. That, like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Uh, uh no honestly no i'm i'm not like the most adventurous eater um i like got the the mantra of being picky when i was really young and i feel like it was very undeserved um do you know that like we all have a chance at having certain genes that that there's basically no point in us having that they're not not really like evolutionarily beneficial or whatever well i have one that makes uh ketchup taste very different to me than for most people um, so I, I still like ketchup, but it's just not as good. And I, uh, I think that it affects other flavors as well. The reason I bring up ketchup is just the, the one it's known for or whatever, but I think it affects other flavors as well. My point being, I was a very, very unadventurous eater as a kid. So I don't have those like fun, awesome, uh, ones. Have I told you about, uh, about pizza with Thai sauce though? I think I have. You have right? like, and we looked it up and, uh, it's it's not there from that that pizza yeah, place anymore. Yeah, next time in California, bummer. you're gonna have to figure this out for me. But yep. otherwise, I'm going to. I am out of luck. I will say I've had a lot of um, like weird, uh, not weird, but <laughs> wow, uh, weird meats is a weird way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like unconventional meats. Um, I've had like kangaroo uh, and shark snake steaks. And... No, no, I've had like shark steaks. Um, I've had alligator. I've had, uh, had ostrich burgers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, alligator is not that weird, right? Like, if you go to the right place. Like, I think I had it in Atlanta on, like, a layover or something. I had it in Louisiana. Um, so, I feel like that's the there right you place go. for yeah. it. Yeah, that's probably the right place for it. Maybe maybe mine was in Louisiana, too. I've had, uh, I think I've had an elk burger. All of them were really good. It's either an elk burger or something else from this yeah. one place. I, I could look it up right now to confirm it. But, uh, but all of them were really good. I really like shark. I was, like... In the shark, uh, I was having shark, and first off, when you eat shark and you think about it, you're kind of like, I'm at the top of the food chain. I won. Yeah, Good I, job, I, me. I figured it out. This is the the final frontier. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and then you're like, well, that or I'm like a you know like moderately in shape dude who happens to live in like a, a society of seven billion people that that you know. But you know, whatever. I I won. Yeah, good job. Yeah, me, me personally, I did this. <laughs> uh, ex- exactly. Thank you. Uh, but no, uh, shark really good. Would recommend uh, elk really good. Would recommend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I say that I'm the wrong guy to advocate for those things, but whatever. Man, I I literally am dying to talk more about this sort of topic, uh, and I have random thoughts about all of these things. But I, Nick, I, we need we need to move on. I I need to know it's what. Fair on earth do you know about christopher knight slash who on earth is christopher knight okay so uh we i I am not like an expert on this topic i stumbled across this topic uh this week and i was like i fell in love with this article but there is a book on this guy and there is a documentary on this guy uh and i haven't watched or read those um i've just read a couple of articles 
In 2013, a man was caught who was uh, a perennial thief and burglar in a town in Maine. Uh, what's the town called? Because it's not in my head right now. Crap, it's not in my notes. How do I not have it in my notes? Uh, in Belgrade Lakes in Maine. Okay. Um, he had become kind of like a little local legend. Uh, which, you know, I've never had any local legends. I, I hate when people have, when people say that they, like, they're like, ah, oh, you know, that's the spot. That's like the, the town spot. Like, I had none of that when I was growing up. I missed out on all the fun towns. So, 2013, they catch this guy named Christopher Knight, who is a burglar who, uh, had become a little bit of a, uh, a local legend there, nicknamed by the locals the North Pond Hermit, because they're in the North Pond area. Because he'd been burglarizing homes there for decades. Um, eventually, hmm. it came out that it had been 27 years. Oh, my. That he had been burglarizing homes. And, Jeff, he didn't live. He didn't have a home. He didn't talk to anyone. He didn't have anything. He was a man who just went out into the wild in the the forests of, north, uh, of uh, northern Maine and just, like, hid out away from society and just, uh, he, but he's not a hermit in the like, because you and I would think of that and probably think of some like uh, survivalist. I was literally going to say, like, is he some kind of hermit living outside the outskirts of the city or something? Because, like, that is unfathomable that you would be somebody who would, you know, burglarize a place, but then also be a person who doesn't really live on any means. I don't know. That That's wild. So, um, have you have you read or watched Into the Wild? I I know of it. So it's it's about uh, another person who went out into the wild. Huh? Isn't he the guy in that Alaska. dies from the bear? He does. Yeah, he does indeed die it, from the bear in the books. I don't think that, or in the the movie, I don't think it's known why he died in real life. But gotcha. um, but the the point being that yeah, he's a guy who wanted to get away from society, and I want to live off the land, and you know be out with nature and be one with nature and chose the most rugged, uh, untamed spot of land. No, 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 no. That's not, that's like, that's the traditional idyllic story. And the reason that Christopher Knight is super interesting to me is that I don't think that's him at all. I don't think he even really truly knows why he went out, uh, or why he did what he did, but he survived by, by stealing food from people, stealing food, clothes, books, um, And gas gas tanks or tanks or propane mm-hmm. tanks because he had a two burn stove that he connected uh, propane tanks to for twenty seven years in the woods. That is Jeff. I, I, I that's barely shorter than my entire life. Uh, uh, exa- right, and and right. for you, barely barely shorter than your entire life, <laughs> right, <laughs> young, right. young man. And that uh, that is wild. That is wild. And he he made it a point to never get caught and to be prepared to leave if he ever were caught and um like lived a life of like not being living off the land. He uh, stole clothes and ha- had a uh, a not a tank uh, it, it something he washed his clothes in and stole deodorant and shampoo and stole razors and, ra- and razor and like shaving cream. Uh, so that he could keep himself relatively trimmed so that he wouldn't look too crazy mm-hmm. if someone ever found him. He kept a getaway bag with like extra simple, like a uh, quick set of supplies if, in case someone ever found his uh, his camping spot. Because after the first two years of, of wandering, he found a spot that he loved. 
uh, out in the woods and just decided like, yeah, this is where I'm going to live forever. And he said that he hadn't spoken a word to a human since the 90s when a hiker passed by him while he was out on a uh, out in the woods, like not at his specific spot. Mm-hmm. And he said hi. And the hiker didn't say anything and kept hiking. And that was it. So he gets caught in uh, 2013, uh, I, sh- I should say. So he starts stealing propane tanks, uh, breaking into homes to steal stuff, um, stealing all kinds of foods uh, like cereal and candy and all kinds of snacks did not eat well by his own admission (laughs) uh frozen foods that he could uh keep frozen and then whatever uh and then he tried very very hard to make things as inconspicuous as possible uh or yeah inconspicuous is the word i'm looking for uh tried to make it look like he was not stealing things he said he would borrow things when he could he was very he was deeply uh, the, I, the, the main article that I read for this was a profile in GQ, which is kind of surprising because I wouldn't expect GQ to do yeah. this kind of story, but whatever, um, where the author of the article, when, when Christopher Knight was arrested, uh, became or reached out to him through letter because he like, you know, was a total recluse and then came and visited him, him many times in prison because he was in prison and there was no legal precedent for his whole thing. So he was just like in prison for a long time. He had committed over a thousand burglaries because, you know, it's not that hard to do over 27 years, but dude, I guess, yeah, a thousand burglaries. But the reason that I thought he was really interesting is just that I didn't I didn't get the the traditional idyllic story of of a man who really just wanted to get away and or wanted to get away from society. He wasn't traumatized. He said that he had a good relationship with his parents. Uh, he loved his parents and he was like kind of ashamed of like his mom having to come see him when he was in, in jail. He had siblings and he uh, didn't, he said one of his big regrets was that he, uh, his brother like helped him co-sign for a car and then he basically used that car to drive out into the woods with so his dad his brother was like on the hook for this car payment um and he felt really bad about it he laughed at everyone kind of making he was very very reclusive and very quiet when he was uh when he finally uh was caught and he's in jail he kind of laughed and made fun of in the article people calling him a hermit he's like i never really considered myself a hermit uh, they all look to me for uh, fortune cookie style uh, wisdom, and I don't know what to tell them. And it it makes perfect sense. Like, I, or I don't know, it doesn't make perfect sense. It's just a very confusing human being. The but he gave a really really good quote. The the author presses him on their last visit together. <laughs> the, the the guy, even though this guy visits him and writes him, is probably the only person he's really had regular contact with. Uh, even after getting out uh, or getting or getting caught, the he tells the author that you're not my friend. I don't want to see you again once I'm out of here. Um, so on the author's <laughs> last visit to see him, uh, he quotes that he was trying to get Chris to tell him why he did it. Like, why do you go? What was your takeaway? Why did you do it? Why did you stay there for so long? Um, and the the best quote I saw in this whole thing was Chris became surprisingly introspective. Quote, I did examine myself, he said. Solitude did increase my perception. But here's the tricky thing. When I inc- applied my increased perception to myself, I lost my identity. With no audience, no one to perform for, I was just there. There's no need to define myself. I became irrelevant. The moon was the minute hand, the season's the hour hand. I didn't even have a name. 
I never felt lonely. To put it romantically, I was completely free. And that's really that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a bizarre perspective, right? It's <laughs> it a, is. So, it, so he go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead. He left when he was twenty. Could you imagine just walking out into the woods at twenty and just never coming back? I can assure you that no, I cannot imagine that. <laughs> yeah, there is something a little bit uh, romantic about the entire thing. Obviously, the circumstances perhaps uh, not exactly the sort of thing that you would maybe want to hang your hat on. But totally, I, I do feel like there are parts of that story that definitely resonate with my upbringing and the things that I think are interesting and going out into the wilderness and doing that sort of thing. There's there's a lot to that. Is that something that has drawn you like, or is that, is, is that a draw to you? Like, obviously, we're, you're probably not uh, planning on abandoning your wife <laughs> to go uh, find isolation. Well, not if you're going to tell her about it like that. Right. Like, um, like this yeah. is the way to find out. But no, like, does, does that, like, does that appeal to you at all in a weird kind of primitive sort of way? Or Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it kind of, the idea of removing yourself from the, the, the complications and the, superfluousness of modern society all the the nonsense that we indulge ourselves with and that society indulges itself at large with and the the petty nonsense that accompanies it all like there's a lot of stuff that i think is really not like i mean it's that there's a lot of fat on the edges of society right and there's a lot that we Mm -hmm. just put up with that we know is annoying frustrating difficult politicians squabbling and the keeping up with the joneses or keeping up with extended whatever it may be there's a lot and uh yeah man there's definitely a very like a primitive and romantic is the the right word like i love being in nature i love like i am not at all a survivalist i wasn't like a boy scout or anything like that i don't know i would not have the skills at all to last a week much less 27 years but like there's definitely like a, a primitive like draw of like, man, I would be amazing to just be here and in a more simple role. I there are a lot of things that we've talked about that I definitely want to expand upon. Uh, we just don't have the time tonight. But I I do want to say like I super appreciate you taking the time um, and I appreciate our listeners being willing to take the time. If you would like, if you enjoyed the show, you can definitely check us out at patreon.com forward slash Tywasap, T-Y-W-S-A-P. But like I will say, probably every single episode (laughs) is I more than that appreciate so much the thought that anybody would want to share this with somebody that they think would be interested in our show. So if you have somebody that you think would be interested in, uh, just you know, let them know. And uh, if you let them know, feel free to email us or tweet at us or Instagram at us. It breaks down pretty quick here at this point. I don't really know what the right the, uh, the, verbs all are. The ones, the, all the other ones are that you can find our channel. I, I know that you're trying to find the word for <laughs> YouTubing and TikToking and whatever it is, but you can find us at Tywis App on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, but not Snapchat. Jeff not is very Snapchat. adamant about this. Not Snapchat. Absolutely not. Uh, no. But, uh, I, I especially want to thank our patrons for supporting the show. 
we have a Patreon only podcast. We've talked about a few topics uh, over the past couple weeks that I feel like are interesting and definitely off the general flavor of what we would typically talk about, but mm-hmm. still, still fun to listen to. Thank you so much for our patrons for supporting our show. If you want to check that out again, uh, patreon.com forward slash Uh Nick, uh, thank you for taking the time out of your evening to, you know, take a little time to do some podding with me today. Uh, you are welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening.